Thank you, Pastor John, for your introduction. Dear brothers and sisters, today I would like to share with you the message, How to be Justified by God. In Christian theology, there was a very important word. It's called justification. What does this word mean? Well, justification is the event or process by which sinners are made or to be declared as righteous in the sight of God. In other words, God declared a sinner as righteous as a person who has no sin or his sins have been totally forgiven by God. Well, you may ask, how can a righteous God declare a sinner to be righteous? How can a sinner be justified by a holy God? How can a person who sins daily be acceptable to God? In the Bible, there was a man who was not perfect. He has sins, just like us. But he was justified by God. Not only that, today there were three great religions in this world. Christianity, Judaism, and Muslim. They all regard this man as their spiritual or physical ancestor. So who was this man? Abraham. God used Abraham as an example to tell all of us how to be justified by God. First, the Bible tells us Even though Abraham had many good behaviors, he was not justified by his good deeds. Do we have PowerPoint? Genesis chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. Let's read these two verses together. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, in the land of his birth. Abraham and Nahor both married. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai. When God first appeared to Abraham, Abraham lived in Ur of the Chaldeans. His wife's name was Sarai. According to some Babylonian documents, Sarai was the name of the wife of the moon god. So Abraham's family were idol worshippers. But when God appeared to Abraham, Abraham obeyed God immediately. He forsake all the idols to follow God to a strange land. 
it will be difficult for us. If one day God appeared to us, so and so, I am the true God. Now leave New York and you go to a far country. Well, if we truly hear God's voice, it may be difficult for us to make this decision to leave New York because we get used to live in this area. But Abraham obeyed God immediately. Abraham also took care of his parents. In Acts chapter 7, verses 3 and 4 says, let's read these two verses together. Leave your country and your people, God said, and go to the land I will show you. So he left the land of the Chaldean and settled in Haran. After the death of his father, God sent him to this land where you are now living. When God first called Abraham, God wanted him to leave his own family and to follow him. But did Abraham obey God fully? No. Abraham obeyed God partially. He left Ur, but he did not leave his father because he loved his father. And therefore, he took his father with him. Since he could not leave his father, God made his father left him by death. And then Abraham followed God wholeheartedly. Nevertheless, Abraham was still a good man who took care of his father. Abraham was also a generous man. Genesis 13 Verses 8 to 9 says, let's read together. So Abraham said to Lord, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, or between your herders and mine, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. Abraham led Lord to take the first choice because he valued relationship more than material possession. Sometimes we saw some news. When some rich parents pass away, immediately the, the children will start fighting for the inheritance. Sometimes they will even go to the court to settle their case. Not with Abraham. Abraham would suffer financially rather than to fight his relatives in material possession. Therefore, God bless Abraham. 
Abraham indeed had many good deeds, but he was not justified by his good deeds. This morning I came to Grace Church and I parked my car on the side street. And when I looked on the left, I saw Pastor John. What did he do on the street? He picked up the garbage on the street and he took in the garbage bag. I was so touched by his kind behavior. And I saw his good deeds. I thought to myself, would God also see him with what he was doing? Of course. Pastor John had good behavior, but he was not saved by his good deeds. Romans chapter 4 verse 2 says, let's read together. If in fact Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Even Abraham had many good deeds according to world standard. Even some of us have some good deeds according to the world standard. But our good deeds could not reach God's standard. God could not justify our good deeds so that we can go to heaven. And God could not see us as a person who never sinned. Furthermore, Abraham was not justified by his religious ritual. In other words, he was not justified by circumcision. You see, Jewish people put special emphasis on circumcision. A Jewish rabbi, Mendelssohn, said, No circumcised Jew would enter hell. Of course, he was wrong in his teaching. But many Jewish people, they equate circumcision as being safe. Therefore, in Acts 15 and Galatians chapter 5, Paul emphasized a person is not saved by circumcision. Let's read Galatians chapter 5, verse 2. Mark my works, I, Paul, tell you then, if you let yourself be circumcised, Christ will be of no value to you at all. There were many Christians who already believed in God. Those are the Galatians people. They got the wrong teaching from some wrong teachers. They said that if you could circumcise, you would go to heaven. But Paul says clearly, no, we are not saved by circumcision. Romans chapter 4 verse 10 says, Under what circumstance was it credit? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. Paul said that Abraham was justified by God before his circumcision. 
which means that he was not justified by circumcision. In Genesis 15, God declared justification to Abraham. And then after 14 years, in Genesis 17, God commanded Abraham and his descendants to receive circumcision. Which means that circumcision had nothing to do with justification. Then what is circumcision for? Well, circumcision is to proclaim Abraham and his descendants are God's people. Circumcision does not guarantee a person is saved. Today, some people also equate being baptized as being saved. Baptism is good. Baptism is important. Baptism is to proclaim we belong to Christ and we are willing to follow Jesus Christ. But baptism is not equate as salvation. In India, there was a river called River Ganges. There was over a hundred or sometimes over ten hundreds of people perform religious activities on this river. Some people take a bath in this river. And some people drink water from this river. Some people put the cremation ashes on this river to proclaim the continuation of life. If one day you will go to India, I suggest you may not want to go to the river, river Ganges. This river not only could not save people, but this river has many gems. If you drink water from this river, you may drink the Indian people's access, and you may get sick. Today, many people rely on religious activities to be saved. But this is not what the Bible says. Since Abraham was not saved by his good deeds, and he's not saved by religious ritual, then how was Abraham being justified by God? Abraham was justified by God because he has faith in God. Abraham believed God fully. Abraham believed his word fully. And Abraham believed God would give him physical descendants even he was in his old age. Genesis 15 verses 5 to 6 says, let's read together. 
He took him outside and said, "Look up at the sky and count the star. If indeed you can count them." Then he said to him, "So shall your offspring be." Abraham believed God. He believed what God said to him, and God credited to him as righteousness. Please notice what the Bible says: Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited to him as righteousness. If we look at Romans chapter four, verses one to sixteen, very clearly, we see there's a world appear so many times. This is the world called. What's credit mean? Credit means put into your account. Let's read Romans chapter four, verses twenty-two and twenty-three. The works it was credited to him were written not for him alone. But also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in Him, who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. In other words, the moment we believe Jesus as our only Lord and Savior, at that very moment, God credit righteousness to our account. And that was what Abraham was doing. But the most important fact we must notice: Abraham believed God that God will give him a spiritual descendant. Galatians chapter three verse sixteen says, "Let's read together." The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say "and to his seed," meaning many people, but "and to your seed," meaning one person who is Christ. In other words, God explained to Abraham. God said to him, "All of your physical descendants, there will come a spiritual descendant, which was Christ the Lord." And Christ the Lord came, and He washed away the sins of God's people. Abraham heard what God said to him. Abraham believed what God said. He looked forward to a savior that would come to the world. Therefore, in John chapter eight, verse fifty-six says, "Let's read together." Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. No, Abraham looked forward to his spiritual descendant, who was Jesus Christ. That was amazing. Abraham believed that after him, after his death, there would come a spiritual descendant, Jesus Christ, who would save. The sinners from sin, 
And Jane, chapter 2, verse 23 says, let's read together. And the scripture was fulfilled that said, Abraham believed God, and it was directed to him as righteous, and he was called God's friend. Why Abraham was called the friend of God? Because Abraham pleased God. He pleased God by believing in his word. So in conclusion, how can a sinner be justified by God? We are not justified by our good deeds. We are not justified by God because we're going to church, reading the Bible, or being baptized. Even though these are good behaviors, we are justified by God because we believe in God. We believe that Jesus Christ is our only Lord and Savior. And at the moment we believe, God credited to us the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So let me give an illustration. Let's say I borrow $10,000 from Pastor John. And in order to make sure that I will return the money to him, we both sign a contract. And the contract says very clearly, by the end of three months from the day of borrowing, I must return the money to Pastor John. And Pastor John must receive the money, and we both sign on this contract. However, after a few months, I still have no money to pay to Pastor John. So what should I do? Well, can I come to Pastor John? And I said to him, Pastor John, I'm so sorry. I have no money to pay you back. You are such a kind man and nothing man. Can you just forgive my dad? Do you think that Pastor John should forgive my dad? Uh, nobody say anything. <laughs> well, if Pastor John forgive my dad, it showed to me that he's really a kind and nothing man. But the problem is that he is not just. Because we both wildly what the contract has been said. Let's say after three months I borrow money from him, I still have no money to return the money. And then there's a very rich and kind man. He said to me, I know that you are broke. You have no money. All you need to do is you admit to your to me that I'm broke. I cannot help myself. And if you believe, I can give you the money. Then I will truly give the money to you. Wow, this is too good to be true. So I said that, yes, I admit that I'm broke. I have no money to pay Pastor John. And I believe that you are so rich 
You can help me. Please help me. At the moment, I admit that I'm broke. And I ask for help. This kind and rich man, he immediately deposited $10,000 on my bank account. And I used the money to pay back Pastor John. Well, in a spiritual realm, I cannot pay my sin debt to God. I sin every day. Just like when we read the confession of sin every time we come to church. We sin against God by our deeds, by our thoughts. I cannot pay my sin debt to God. And the good news is Jesus is the only righteous person in the world. When I admit I'm a broken sinner, I have nothing to pay. And I admit that he's a perfect savior. He could pay for my sin tax. God immediately deposited his righteousness to my account. This is called justification by faith. Romans chapter 4 verse 16 says, let's read together. Therefore the promise come by faith so that it may be by grace and may be governing to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. Abraham is our spiritual father because we have the same faith as Abraham because we believe Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you, we praise you and we give all thanks to you because we are not saved by our good deeds. We are not saved by our church activities, but we are saved because we truly believe Jesus is the only Savior and Lord of our life. And we thank you for the gift of salvation and thank you for the love for us and thank you for the grace you bestow to us and we give thanks to you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.